Hello and welcome to episode, well, part two of episode 11, um, our Easter special, part two of our Easter Episode special. 12, is that? Episode My 12. My is quite bad, but you know, that, I, I think. So we, well, the previous one was episode 11, wasn't it? That's true, yes. So this is episode 11, part two, or episode 12. Um, yeah, part two of our Easter special, which isn't recorded live at WASD, but it's still Easter yeah. themed, so we're calling that, you know, as one big one. Exactly. There we go. Um, our year special. Our year special. Well, thanks, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk about some. Harry's got some really good gaming news coming up, and then so we much. have a very cool interview as well. So yes, we do. Um, if we just kick off, we'll talk. How was your Easter, Harry? How are you? I'm very good. How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, my Easter was lovely. Um, ate far too many Easter eggs um, for my own good. Well, I guess it's the time to do that, because that's what Jesus would have wanted, us to eat chocolate Easter eggs to, that, for some reason. That's what Easter's all about, right? I've never got that, but um, okay, I'll, I'll run with it. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. like, so here we are. Um, and I suppose it would be appropriate to talk about Easter eggs in computer games. Yes, that was the uh, planned theme, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but we talked about this. You're not really that. You're not someone that actively pursues them, are you? You're not really. I'm that not. Much an Easter egg I, fan. I might, yeah, I'm not. I might stumble across them, but I don't sure. actively seek them out. Um, I prefer. I prefer just playing the story through, and then the, and then I like to do all the side quests. Sure. Side quests, um, but not so much on Easter eggs. But obviously, for this episode, I did a little bit of research. Good man. Um, and apparently there's like 29 Easter eggs, or probably at least 29 Easter eggs in GTA Five. At least. Which I thought was nuts. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the GTA series was um, quite synonymous for um, having Easter eggs. Yeah. Like in Vice City, there's the physical one where you could go to a building and jump in it, and there's an actual Easter egg on a plinth that says Happy Easter. Um, that was always quite funny. And then I read um, it. And the Vice, in, the Vice Stories one... Has the same yes. thing, right? But it's a there's a miniature crane because it's a prequel. The fight. Do you know that the vice? I think it's Vice City story. No, that, that's what I meant. So Vice City, right. you you go into this um this room and it's literally an Easter egg on a plinth. Yeah. Then San Andreas, the sequel. If you got the jack jetpack, the top of a bridge, there was a like a, a, a sign that says there are no Easter eggs up here. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Quite funny. But, um, Very good. Like yeah, the, the one I did pursue in GTA was GTA yeah. Four. Okay. Where if you got the helicopter, which took cheats and stuff, you yeah. go to um, Staten Island or their version of it and go inside the Statue of Liberty and there's like a beating heart for some reason, which is quite creepy. But um, yeah, it was quite fun to do that. That was the uh, one to actually pursue because that, that was actually good fun to like seek out. It didn't yeah. take that long. It was a challenge and uh, I enjoyed that. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then there was... Well, there was another one. I'm trying to think, there was another GTA one I wanted to talk about. Um, where was it? Find it. Uh, yeah, because I, I, after doing this reading, I'm now going to go back. And play <laughs> GTA Five. Excellent. Uh, I mean, I've not played GTA Five in years. Since it first came out on PS3, because I just I played the story, I was like, "Yep, that's good. I'm done." But um, yeah, I always remember in the in the prologue of the game, um, if you go back, there's like an alien frozen in the uh, river. You have to sort of go off the track for the mission. And right. um, I heard about that when I finished playing. I was like, "Okay, I'll start it again and play that." And yeah, that was quite fun. <laughs> nice. Okay, we'll I have to do that. And yeah. then I want to find the UFOs. I'm quite tempted to go back and find the UFOs. Right. There are so many though. Like it's insane. <laughs> Um, yeah, four confirmed uh, apparently in GTA. Right, I don't, so I did pursue two Easter eggs in games. Um, the first one was Batman: Arkham Asylum. Okay. And if you got the the charges and sort of you learn how to do it, you could blow this door up. And if you go in there, there was like secret plans for the sequel for Batman: Arkham City. Oh, and nice. I sort of discovered that when I was playing it at the time, I was like, oh, that's a really cool tease because now I can I know there's a sequel on the way, and it's uh, yeah, that looks awesome. So that was fun. Um, yeah, and Portal, right. Portal 2, um, that okay. was a fun one. Portal 2 had this character called the Rat Man. Um, and he sort of, he was part of the lore. And he had loads of elements hidden around all the um, testing stages. And you could find the room. And they were like, yeah, 
just really, really cool, fun things spread everywhere. And um, you even see him in the end credits of the game. You sort of see him run past the camera. I was like, oh, there he is. I know who that is. And, uh, that was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. So funnily enough, uh, one thing my um, my housemate did the other day yeah. was uh, play Silent Hill 2 for the first time. Okay. And I, I said to him, what ending did you get? And he said, I, I don't know. Are there more than one ending? And I said, yes, because there's the best Easter egg ever, which is that the ending to uh, Silent Hill 2 you can get what's called the dog ending, which is just the most bizarre thing in the world ever, where it turns out the mastermind behind the entire game was like a Shiba dog in a control room. (laughs) And it's just the most surreal thing. It's like you go into this control room and there's a Shiba dog at at the controls and the character's like, oh my God, it was you all along. I'm breaking down. (laughs) And then the game just ends. And then the end credits is a Shiba barking this song, which is hilarious. But that like takes a lot of work to unlock. So if you unlock that, bravo, because that I'm impressed. But um, yeah, I'll put all the links to this in the show notes, because my goodness, that's funny. Wow. That is really odd. Really odd. Um, but I mean, the... you're saying that, you know, you don't really actively pursue Easter eggs to take them out. It takes you out the story, did you say? I only only if there's like if it leads to a quest or or yeah. there's some kind of story generally. But after doing a little bit of reading, I kind of want to go back. As I said to go back in GTA, <laughs> I want to find the mystery. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. If you have favourites, then tweet them to yeah. us, and exactly. um, we'd like to hear about them. Yeah, definitely, that would be great. Tweet us your favourite Easter eggs. Um, not Cadbury's. Not Cadbury's. No. Milky Bar, maybe. Milky Bar. I didn't get any Easter eggs actually. This I'm so year, sorry. I know, and you got loads, apparently. You were I bought me. loads, because they were on sale in Tesco's. I was like, oh, <laughs> might as well pick them up, you know. As they're going cheap. And your favourite one was the Milky Bar one, right? I do like just standard dairy milk. That was great. Um, but Milky Bar was good, too. Very rich, though. Now I need to go to the gym more. And, it was worth it, though. It was so worth it. Nice. Um, and... Moving on, you've got some gaming news for us, I believe, Harry? Yes, I do have quite a lot this month, so brace yourself. I'll try and rattle through it. <clears throat> so, um, the Portal writer, Eric Woolpaw, wants a valve to start working on Portal 3. He tweeted, I'm not getting any younger. And it was like, when are we doing this? Because that Now, that to me is a good sign that maybe, maybe it'll get worked on. Because, obviously, Valve can't count to three. But we all want Portal 3, because Portal was such a good series. Did you play those? Um, never really played any Portal. Interesting. I'd recommend yeah. those wholeheartedly because they were amazing. Yeah, I mean, um, everyone raves about it. I think I just missed. So missed maybe we'll see, a, we'll see a third one. That, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll check out the third one if it comes out. Um, moving on, some movie gaming news. Um, there's yeah. a Streets of Rage movie coming by Derek Kolstad. Very excited. About that. Sorry. Very. I'm excited about that. Looking. Yeah. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be better than the Street Fighter one. Yes. But I mean, the writer who's planning him, he wrote Nobody with Bob Odenkirk, and he also co created John Wick. So that, that's a good sign to me. That could be exciting. Oh, nice. Cool. So, so well. will there be um, someone's dog getting killed? <laughs> Hopefully dog. not, because that's been done. But uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe we're finally seeing a turning point for movie video game adaptations. We'll have to ask Rory that because um, he's the expert. But uh, yeah. Yeah. What, a turning point where they, they have good ones, I mean. Well, I mean, obviously Sonic 2 was amazing, in my opinion, but... Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We're getting there. We're getting we're there. Getting there. Uh, having, I mean, I enjoyed the Judge Dredd ones, to be honest. That was good, wasn't it? The, the, the first yeah. one, there was only one, wasn't there? Uh, no, 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 because there's the Stallone one. Oh, right, um, oh, sorry. Way back in the 90s, uh, which was really controversial because he took his helmet off. Yes, and I heard then, that. Yeah, that was a massive... And then and then the more recent one. The Carl Urban one, is that it? Correct, yeah, which is um, was in 3D as well. Which is That was cool, cool though, because it made good yeah. use of 3D and slow-mo. Was it, it, was it, that was the drug? The drug slow-mo, yeah. It was really good. If you watch it in 3D yeah. and you can see all the raindrops, it's awesome. Like I just love that, that particular scene in 3D. It's just amazing. Such good use of 3D. Like, which is rarely done, good 3D, yeah. but it was designed just for those shots, and it kind of yeah. worked. So it really works, really, really works, really well. Um, yeah. And the film was good, though; it was solid. It know. was good, wasn't it? 
good acting. entertaining. Yeah, good acting. Good. Um, um, what else? Okay, so Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is producing a It Takes Two video game movie. Um, that was a game that came out last year. It's kind of a co-op quirky thing. A bit like Little Big Planet. Um, but yeah, yeah, just sort of charming. And that could be good. So I, I have faith. I'm not a big fan of his, but um, who knows? If he's just oh, producing, not then... Not a big fan yeah. of The Rock. I'm, um, I like The Rock. Do you smell what he's cooking? I smell what he's, I smell what he's cooking. Is that the thing he says? I, I, I don't know wrestling. I... Um, something about... Like, I don't really follow wrestling, but like, he's just... He's so, he's so relentlessly positive. That is true. I'll um, give him that. That's relentlessly refreshing. positive. And also, I'm a big fan of um, Baller. I have no idea what that is, but okay. The Ballers a series. I think it's Baller Ballers, um, and he plays a sports agent basically. Okay. Uh, Ballers, it's called. So he's one of the main. He is basically the main one of the main characters in Ballers, um, and it's just just brilliant. Yeah, really, really entertaining, and it's fast paced. Um, and it's got, I'm trying to think who is the guy he works with. I don't want to say it's not his sidekick, but like his partner uh, is, uh, the actor, very funny guys, comedian, um, Jack Rob, Black? Cor- no, Rob Cordry. Rob, oh, Rob Cordry. I love him. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. I, I mean, I first saw him, I think in the hangover. Um, but yeah, he's a really gifted, gifted comedian. In my opinion, the film Hot Tub Time Machine was one of the best films in the world ever. Hot Tub Time Machine was brilliant. The sequel, not so much, but the first one was just like lightning struck. But the first one was lightning in a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nailed it. And obviously going back to the 80s, I mean, I love the 80s, and obviously that's a popular kind of... It's a damn good era. (laughs) It's a a damn good era, but also it was was very, you know, it's well-timed because it's it's a popular genre to, to fly back to. What I think works best is that obviously 80s music is very good, in my yeah. opinion. And so yeah. it's a good excuse to feature that and make that part of the soundtrack. And that's always that's a good sign. Yeah. And since then, yeah, he can do no wrong. Uh, that. And, but yeah, Ballers, I recommend you check it out. It's very, very good. Righty ho. Yeah. Speaking of doing no wrong, um, Chris Pratt's Mario film has been pushed back to 2023. Oh, how sad. Oh, why? I can't pretend to be sad about that because I'm not. I'm so. Uh, cagey about that. I, I can't imagine it's going to be good, but, you know, give it the benefit of the doubt, was, I guess. Was Luigi not available? Well, I think the speculation is it's either been done to coincide with the release of this new Super Nintendo world in LA or avoid ah, competition right. with Avatar 2. Christ, remember Avatar? That was a thing. And it's still going to be a thing, apparently. Super, but, um, finally, they're getting a Super Mario world. in. in wasn't a physical one, an actual theme park no, no. based on Super Mario. I know. Sorry, that's what that's what I meant. Because right. they've had one for ages in Japan, I think. Yeah, this is the LA one. In, so, uh, yeah, they like the stuff there um, in Disneyland. So, yeah, that makes sense as far as I can see because it's so, such a huge thing. People love it. Yeah. Um, some more news. Okay, so Amy yeah. Hennig, who co-created the Uncharted games, is making yeah. a new Star Wars game. Okay. Now, this to me is quite exciting because they were going to do one before called Project Ragtag. Um, they got canned. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the Uncharted games to me were amazing. And I think she's very talented. So that to me bodes very well. Because Star Wars is a universe rich for filmmaking and game making. And if they can get that right, they can get that very right. So I'm excited. Also this month, um, Sonic Origins is coming out. That is a collection of old games, um, mainly the first one, second one. And Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which of course got, you know, it wasn't there for many years because of the Michael Jackson issues, because um, he worked us on the music for it. But um, yeah, it's coming back. Um, don't know if I'll have the same music, but um, we can finally play it again, which I'm looking forward to immensely. Um, although it has been mocked relentlessly on Twitter for having a very strange DLC structure. Because, like, you can buy it in so many different editions, di- um, it's hard to keep track. And like what bonuses you get and stuff, but I'll leave all the links to this in the show notes because it's uh, right, really hard okay. to keep track of. It's not like an just like an ultimate edition then, or like collect. I think there are like ten editions, each with different wow. like bon- like. There's one has a hard mode, one has like coins. I don't know what that enables, but um, yeah, who knows? Very strange. <clears throat> And one last bit of news this month is yeah. that there is a new PS Plus launching in June 2022. 
Um, oh, nice. A bit like, um, obviously, the Xbox version. Okay. But it's having three tiers, what's called Essential, Extra, and Premium at different prices. Basically, it's combining PS Plus and PSN Now to offer loads of games for playing online and streaming, right. which makes sense to me. You can play, like, old games like PS1 games, PS2 games, PSP games. You can download trials that you can do demos of. Um, if this is done right, I think it could be done very well. Um, again, just the pricing is a bit off. I mean, the premium version is going to cost you £100 a year, which is quite steep. But at the same time, with a library of, I think, 300 PS4 games or PS5 games, something like that. Yeah. I mean, that could be good. I don't know. We shall wait and see. Okay. But, um, yeah, that's all I had this month. Um, um, GTA, also, last bit, I don't know if you missed. So GTA is now launching a GTA Plus. Yes, I'm sorry, I did hear that. Yes, that's yeah. um, what so your thoughts on that. PS5. So it's um, just for the GTA Online, basically, for PS5. It's like, well, we don't know the launch price yet, because it's in the US, I think it's $6.599. Not too bad, but... but um, <laughs> yeah, don't know what's happening here yet. I mean, uh, I, I don't know, like, I never really got into GTA Online. It got taken yeah. over by um, teenagers, and um, they were ruining it. And um, paying real money to just play a game that you already owned is uh, an odd concept to me. Yeah, I, I yeah, exactly. Like I shark cards, them. they're just. Is it I supposed mean... to be a pun? Because they are literally card sharks, <laughs> and yeah. you know they're, they're taking advantage of people paying money for nothing and uh, madness. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's nuts. Like I, for me, I suppose I just I'm not sure I'd pay a lot of money for virtual stuff. Yeah, um, I'd struggle for you know for get for game stuff. I'd rather sure. earn it, but maybe I'm old fashioned, wanting to kind of earn earn your stuff rather than just buy it. it kind of takes the enjoyment out of it. Yes, you're right. If you, if you can just buy it. Yeah, exactly. Um. I think we discussed that um, in the previous episode, wasn't it? The, um, we did, The yeah. most disliked post on Reddit was the um, EA Battlefront one, which they got greedy, and it showed. Yeah. Well, anyway. see, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, it wasn't very clear to me whether this GTA Plus mode is going to um, replace online, like you'll need it to do online, or whether I think it might be just like an upgraded version. Uh, because it's going to in the in America, it's going to give you other benefits. They'll give you, I think, half a million dollars in you know GTA money every month. In fake money. <laughs> in fake money, yeah, half a million dollars every month. Plus, like you'll fake. get other benefits. Yeah, it's <laughs> upgraded yacht, other th- you know, a car or something like different kind of virtual benefits. Um, That's just mad to me. But uh, yeah, but it is go. the future, isn't it? NFTs and stuff, as we've yeah. discussed before. Yeah, exactly, as we discussed in a previous episode. Um, right, I think that's is that that's pretty much it, is it? Or have you got any more, Harry? Uh, for news and um, Easter eggs, that's more me done. It's all my chat. Okay. Shall we go on to the interview? Uh, yes, before we do that, just wanted to say, I did have, so the other weekend, this is slightly random, but it is game-related. Uh, for a birthday, I went to a very cool place called Hyper Reality in East London. Okay. Um, so it's, um, VR, they've got a bar and then they've got VR gaming. So they had two chairs, you know, like those kind of, how to describe it, like formula one chairs, almost racing chairs, essentially Gran Turismo sure, chairs. Sure. you sit in and then they had a roller coaster ride. You could do VR roller coaster ride. That's um, cool. Which I ended up <laughs> feeling a little bit sick at some point. <laughs> um, the one I did was there were two, one was like a Korean horror house. Um, which was a bit cartoonish. It wasn't, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not great at horror houses, but this was just, I didn't even, wasn't even that scared at all. It was a bit childlike. But the other one that was good was the Great yeah, Wall of China. If you say so, I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, it just wasn't particularly scary. The, the Wall of China was awesome. You sat in this rickety cart, um, like rickshaw, being pulled by someone, but then there's right. rockets attached to it. Um, wow. The guys in front, and then you're just just whizzing along the wall of China, and then you come. Some points you're coming, jump your your whole thing is coming off the wall. Then you're landing. It was great, really good fun. So that's some fun. That was great. good. And then there was also there was a shooting game, the VR shooting you could do with uh, two or three other people, um, where you're shooting aliens. 
Uh, sorry, not aliens. You're shooting zombies. And it's like a zombie apocalypse. Always zombies. <laughs> it's always zombies, isn't it? Zombie apocalypse is always a popular one. And so that, and then you had vests as well, so you could get feel the hits. That's um, cool. So that was quite cool. Um, you know, and those are done right. Guns, that can be fun. Yeah, the guns would click, and they felt quite realistic. So nice. That was quite good fun. And then we also they had uh, that was on H. They were using HTC Vive for that. Oh game. yeah, they are good. And they yeah they're really good. And then they had HTC Vive for another game. It was some kind of wizard get wizard wizard game essentially. Where so, oh, was won. the um was the zombie game the Brookhaven experiment? Maybe I don't. They didn't tell us what it was. Because that was a very famous um, zombie VR game that was very good fun, actually. But uh, do you, yeah. Can you move around? Because in this game, we had to stay stationary. No, it was stationary. Oh, the, the, yeah. It could have been that then. Yeah. yeah. There fun. we go. And the other one was a wizard game where you could walk around the room and you were just shooting. You go into different rooms and then firing your wand at um, creatures, basically. Goblins and things. Um, and that was fun. And you do it with a friend. So you were there with two of us. So that was quite cool. That's nice. Uh, and then downstairs they've got retro games in the karaoke karaoke room set up and then a bar. So like there's loads of stuff going on. The so dream. I, you I live the dream. Sorry? You live the dream. <laughs> yeah, I live the dream. I highly recommend it. it's called Hyper Reality and cool. it's in East London, just along from Genesis Cinema. Okay. It'll be in the show notes. So yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes. Cool. cool. On All to right. our interview. On to the interview. Right. Let's do it. We are here with um, myself and Harry and Soz, who we met at WASD. WASD. Um, uh, so very kindly joined us for this interview. Um, so um, Soz, can you just tell us a bit about yourself? Obviously you're a game developer um, and we met you and we played probably one of my favourite games there, Web Pixel 3, which really, really such a great game, but definitely my favourite of the show. Um, could you just tell us a bit about, about yourself and how you... Um, you know, who you are, what you're up to, and kind of how you got into gaming. Uh, so, hi, I'm Sauce. Uh, I'm a game developer, an indie game developer. I'm like a one-person game development team. So I do, like, music and art and programming myself. And I made a game, currently working on a game called Mac Pixel 3 uh, that James mentioned that I was showing at WAST. So is it Mac Pixel or Mook Pixel? I wasn't sure. It's MacPixel. It's like MacGyver or MacGruber. But so the, the thing is that both MacGyver and MacGruber have like an A. Is like M-A-C, MacGyver and <laughs> MacGruber. And I kind of wanted to like, you know, have a spoof of that. But then I forgot the A. So it's MacPixel. <laughs> and some people read that as MC Pixel, which is obviously wrong. It's not an MC, not a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Um, and what um, what's going on with the current game? Can we can we download it? The one with, that we saw, Pixel. Yeah, on. sure. So uh, Mac Pixel Three is currently is going to be released this year. Okay. Uh, but the demo you can download it on Steam and on also GOG, Google Old Games. Uh, you can download the demo for like Windows, Mac, or even Linux, uh, and play it. It's like a bunch of levels. There are I think ten levels in the demo that you can play, and the full game is going to have one hundred of them. So it's like a never-ending madness of a game wow really good i'm really looking forward to that i'm definitely gonna download it um i will put that in the show notes won't we harry we shall yes i'll have a link down below um so so tell me like if we rewind the clock how did how did it all start for you kind of what was your like your first did you first pc or first console or kind of how did you get into gaming oh my god so uh so i've been i I wanted to make video games for as long as I can remember. Uh, and I'm from Poland. So Poland used to be like, you know, on the other side of the Iron Curtain before the 90s. Yeah. Uh, we like didn't have access, like like easy access to technology. And even after we like went out. So I was born in 1987. Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember the, the Iron Curtain part much. But even after we like went out of Iron Curtain, the road to being like you know equal with the western nations that we are now like part of european union and stuff so that was a slow way so uh what we got like when we in the early 90s 
people didn't really have computers like you know in the in the west people played like there was like super nintendo back then even like there was a uh, sega mega drive people were playing that so in poland what i was playing what was my my first console video game console was the atari 26000 actually like a clone of that like a cheap clone of atari 2600 with like 128 28 games built into it uh, so we got these we also got like uh you know like the russian dandy so we got something called pegasus it's similar so basically it's a famiclone it's a clone of a famicom not of nintendo uh-huh. so you get like bootleg cartridges of like i don't know like 100 games in one and there are like five games that repeat but also what was funny about that is that they were uh they were ntsc so a famiclone is a clone of famicom that is ntsc and europe is in pal system it's 50 hertz not 60. <laughs> so all the games that i played as a kid mario and contra and tetris and i know ice climber they were 20 percent slower <laughs> Was, yeah, I, I didn't even realize, like, you play this game, and, like, the music is slower. There's, like, this chill experience of playing Mario. And then I played real Mario, and I was like, oh, my God, this is hard. Like, this is not what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then my my father, uh, my father used to go to Germany. So a lot of people did that, especially people living, like, close to the western border, which I was. Yeah. Uh, so my father would go to Germany. And they go to a flea market and buy a bunch of really cheap broken electronics like tvs uh stereos uh vcrs and also computers he would fix them and sell them in poland because we didn't have any of those so like things that were trash to like to the western people they were like completely new to us and like super modern technology and the first computer that he brought i think it was like a amstrad schneider one five one two so it's like a pcxd kind of thing uh that had like dos and like the actual floppy floppies and half a megabyte of memory and there were absolutely no games on that there was one game called parachute if you like if you look up the parachute ms dos game it's like the worst thing ever like <laughs> it's just it's just you have these parachutes and you shoot them but the pc didn't have sprites and had this really slow processor so all the games on PC were really slow and bad. Uh, and this was, yeah, this was my first computer. Uh, I really wanted, like, I really liked exploring it and looking into the files. And I was like, oh, my God. And you have this, like, exe file and you open it and it launches a game or a program. But then, like, you have, like, you know, Northern Commander and you can press F3 to look what is inside the file. And some files have text, right? Yeah. But the exe files... They have this gibberish inside. And how do you create this gibberish that makes programs? Like, it's a program that runs. And it's like, how do you write it? I had no idea. There was like, you couldn't get any books. You couldn't get any anything to, uh, any knowledge because there was no internet. So my father also had a friend that was a programmer. And I was like, I think, seven or eight years old. And he would give me books about like, how to operate MS-DOS and read the book and know how to operate MS-DOS. And then the next time I would visit, he would give me like three floppies with Turbo Pascal and a book about Turbo Pascal. Right. And I would just like play around with Turbo Pascal. And obviously my computer would like get broken every week because I would mess something up and everything would explode. <laughs> uh, it, had, it had to be fixed. But thankfully to that friend, uh, he would help us also with that. And... One funny story is that since there were no computers, like nobody had any, yeah. uh, and people didn't have games. And as a kid, obviously, I wanted to play games. Uh, so at one point, uh, my dad figured out that uh, where is like one computer uh, that has like some video games. So you have to like you know bring some floppies to copy over uh, the video games and bring them back home. Okay. So the thing is, the only computer in town was at the police station. My dad would go to the police station with floppies to copy over some video games from the police station to bring them back home so I could play them. And I got like, these were cool games. I got the Prince of Persia and the Incredible Machine for DOS. That was cool. Oh, wow. (laughs) What a story. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) How did he, how did they let him do that? What what do you mean? Let him use the police computer. 
how did I mean, it was the 90s in Poland, like, there is, it's like, you know, and it, I was living in a really tiny town, so everybody knows each other. Ah, uh, okay. And everybody's helping each other. So there's, like, you know, three computers in town, and right. so people who have computers are helping each one another, right? Oh, that's really cool. I love that story. That's great. Um, <laughs> you, um, sort of coming a bit... Uh, moving forward a little bit, um, so <laughs> what? What? Tell us about the events that you've been to recently. So you were obviously were um, at WASD, and then where else have you been? Recently, you mean like after the time that were like after the no events time? Correct. Yes, after the no events. Been... Yeah. So I was I was in West, and after coming back from West, I kind of repacked and went to PAX. So uh, with Devolver Digital, that is publishing my Pixel Three. Yeah. Uh, we were showing at at West, and then yeah, then we were showing the game at PAX. So I went to Boston to show the game at PAX. Cool. How did it go? Oops. Sorry, sorry. How are you going to say? Yeah, so PAX was really, I, I never went to PAX, so people were telling me that it's much smaller than it used to be with like big publishers missing. It's no, I don't know, Blizzard, Activision or, or Microsoft. Uh, but then it was cool because there was like mostly indie games and people because they're like, you know, not a giant queue to play FIFA games. Like, uh, like the thing that I know, like from Gamescom, when you go to Gamescom, there's like 80 80 minute wait just to play the FIFA that is the exactly the same game as the old <laughs> FIFA that you played last year. Uh, so people did have time to actually go and explore like some of the indie games. And a lot of people like came to play my games as well, which I think was really cool. So speaking of MacPixel, MacPixel rather, um, mm -hmm. I, could be, I could be getting this wrong, but um, I could see there's a MacPixel 3 and there was yes. a MacPixel 1. There wasn't yes. a MacPixel 2. <laughs> Is there one, or is it not available, or what's happening there? Well, all I can say is that this might be the shortest trilogy in the history of video games. <laughs> I like it. Have you got anything coming up next after this, or any other little projects? I mean, I mean being just like being just a one-person game development team, like making a game, is a lot of work. Obviously, like I took a lot of time. So, my Pixel Three, I'm making this game. I started in 2019. Around halfway through the year, I started making the game, making the demo, then making the full game. But I'm also like writing my own engine, so like I'm not using Unity oh, or Unreal. Wow. I mean, it's a really simple game. There's like a limited number of pixels that are on the screen. I think using an engine like Unity would actually be more wasteful and maybe more problematic because of that than just rolling my own. So I'm just wrote everything from scratch using C and like you know software rendering and stuff like that. So I took a lot of time, yeah. but but I know how to do that. I, I've been making games since I can remember uh, for like, I think 20 years and professionally for 10 years, just myself. So it takes a lot of time, but I know what I'm doing. But then it's not like I can schedule different tasks. If I make a game, I can only focus on this one thing, since this one thing is actually a lot of thing that I have to work about, like making the music and making the program and making the wow. the art and then putting all of this together and making sure it works and doing testing, you know, how it is, right? So no, nothing's outsourced. Literally, it's all you. That's really good. I mean, yeah, the content of the game, I yeah, I, I, I made it myself. So I've got to ask, was it a similar procedure with your previous game, Mosh Pit Simulator? Because that was VR, right? Which that must have been a lot of work. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so most similar. what happened is, like, when the VR started, I didn't really want to make, like, VR games. I wasn't interested in that. But then I went to GDC, and I see, like, a lot of my friends were making really cool VR games. And I was like, oh, my God, this, like, this looks cool. I should, like, take, I should maybe, like, you know, just try something. So I met these people who like who run the VR thing. I was like, hey, can you like send me a HTC Vive and maybe I can like I was making back then I was making like a lot of game jam games, a lot of experimental stuff. And I was like, I want to experiment. Maybe I will create something. Maybe I will not. Uh, if you send me a kit, maybe I will like do something with it. So they sent me a kit and I started making this like wobbly humans thing in it. And it kind of just exploded on Twitter and I just kept going and it kept exploding. And like all the, like I would, I would make this game and create these like 
gifs with like from the game content uh, and put them like on Twitter and they they would have like millions of views and it's like oh my god this is really cool. Uh, so I kind of I never wanted to do that. It was a lot of work uh, doing that myself. I used like a lot of asset store assets because like I just I couldn't afford to like you know model all of this myself. Sure. Uh, but then in the end, yeah, I I think I had the most fun of the game was actually making it. I mean, like I had so much fun doing that. I, I'm not even sure if I was able to replicate the fun that I had making this game in the actual gameplay. I mean, I think making it was more fun than it's actually to play it. <laughs> Excellent. And um, so your other work I looked at, is it called Super Pig X or Super Pig 10? Um, so, yeah, so Super Pig S, um, there was a game, uh, there was a game that they made. So when I made Morphet Simulator, it was a VR game. I spent also like, I think two years on that. Yeah. Uh, and when I released it, it wasn't actually a hit. So it was like, I, I had to like figure out a plan, what to do next. Sure. Uh, so what I wanted to do is like, how about I create this a game in like, I don't know, a month or three and try to release it. Like, you know, sudden death release. Like you're like this game, here's my game. It's announced and it's also out immediately wow. uh, so i did that i and i was like what what game should i do so i made this game called super pig it was a flash game and i think 2012 uh it was sponsored by armor games so you can find it or armor games i don't think flash games work anymore. yeah i remember them but yeah. it, it used to be there uh and it's this game about a pig that's in this really dark place uh and like it's absolutely dark. It's like you can't see the level at all. And then you die on spikes and blood splatters everywhere. And it sticks to the walls. And now you can see the walls. But now you have to go to the end of the level and you have a limited number of lives per level. So that was the idea. So I wanted to like iterate on that idea and have like a better, bigger game that has, you know, Steam achievements maybe. And like controller support and uh, nicer graphics and moving parts and actually good level design. And I created Super Pig X and release it. And kind of like not many people play it because I put actually zero effort in marketing. I'm really proud of this game because I think it's like a really fun game. But it's also absolutely atrociously hard. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, very hard. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, it, it starts as just hard. But like in the beginning, you have these levels that are just like, you know, dark. Then there are some levels that you have one life and you have to like actually remember the past. And then... Uh, and then later you have uh, then later you have levels. So I think the, the the last part. So there's like you beat the game, and it's like it's just atrocious. There's part where you control two pigs at the same time, and you like when you jump, like one is under spikes and one dies, and you lose a life, and then it just spawns somewhere else. Oh, wow! And by the end of it, there's like a the last chapter has a thing that if you touch it, it's like it glitches out and just crashes the game immediately. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and but the hardest part it's called the zero world and in the zero world there are no spikes at all so you can't ever see anything you would think that this is not hard but this is actually the hardest part so it's just like it's just me being like really really mean to the player <laughs> no i mean I, I love games like that you know a pixel style that are just very very hard like it reminded me of the game um super meat boy yeah or um i think it was called i want to be the guy um, similar style and just very, very hard. And you had to try many times and learn as you played. And I love games like that. That was great fun. Yeah, I was like, I was actually like, when I was testing this game, I would have people play it and I would note exactly like, you know, where they jumped and when, where they landed and like the paths that they took through the level and put just spice wherever they go. So like, <laughs> very mean. if you, if you like, yeah, if you go how you should go, you will like just fall into my trap because it's exactly there because that's how you should play. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and and how do you like going forward? Do you, in terms of playing the difficulty, because mm -hmm. I, I found McPixel was actually not too bad as a difficulty. That was obviously intentional. You keep it sort of at a reasonable level. Sure. Yeah, I mean, McPixel is... It's not supposed to be a difficult game. It's an adventure game. Like yeah. in adventure, like, you know, point and click adventures, like, yeah. you know, Discworld or Simon the Sorcerer. Sure. And uh, so you, you can't even die in these. Like yeah. there's no time limits. There's no dexterity needed to play it. It's just going around and clicking. 
but I wanted to like top top that up. Like my pixel is obviously you need some action because there's always a timer that kind of chasing you. Uh, so you have like 20 seconds and that's why it's going off the rails and down the cliff and you have to kind of save the day. Uh, and I also what like what is also is different from Backpixel like, One is that now it has mini games. So like you're on a spaceship and there's asteroids coming, yeah. coming. So you jump onto the spaceship and you have to shoot them, and it suddenly turns into that shoot 'em up game. Uh, but I never wanted that to be hard. I wanted that to be so in Backpixel. It's not about playing. Like you know, you play like the game that everybody talks about. Can I can I mention that? Is that like is that like I say Elden Ring? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Elden Ring is not about winning and beating the boss. I think the same about Tomb Raider. You know, yeah. Tomb Raider is a better example. Tomb Raider is not a game about Lara Croft being on an adventure. Tomb Raider is a game about repeatedly killing Lara Croft in the most gruesome, gruesome ways. Like, you feed them to bears, you impale her spikes, falling out down the cliff or down the waterfall. She's, like, constantly dying. You play that and you realize, like, you don't realize that because you're playing to win. But you're constantly dying. Like that's what the game is about. It's not about this being a failure. It's about this being like a part of the game. Like if you would play that with cheat codes, that would actually, I guess, take away from the gameplay. Like in both, like in games like Elden Ring, in games like and uh, games like Tomb Raider. Obviously, MacPixel is not like an action game that you have to do action, but it's not about winning. It's about exploring. It's about doing different stuff. So you're on this train and you have, there's like a fish on the ground and there's like an old guy and you can go into the bathroom and you can like, I don't know, take a fish and throw it down the drain. And it's like, and you look down the drain and you see that it's just a hole in the ground and the fish has fallen onto the tracks. Then you go back and you like, how do you stop the train? So you jump up the window and you run to the front of the train and you try to stop the train Superman style. And then the train just goes off the tracks and off the rails and down the cliff with you in the front. And obviously, you don't stop the train. Nothing happened. It's hilarious to look at. It's like, I think that's my favorite ending in this level. But it's not the right ending. And the game is not about finding the right ending. The game is about exploring different possibilities and having a multitude of them. So and having fun. Yeah, it was a yeah lot of fun. and having fun. Just having fun being on this adventure with my pixel, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so going back to the original question, it's not about being hard. It's actually about failing because that's the best part of the game. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. And you had, there's a couple of looking at kind of some of your previous games. Um, The one that interested me, there was Planet Life. Can you tell us about that? Planet Life. So uh, Planet Life was a game that I made for a Ludendaro game jam. Uh, it's. I'm sorry. I need to think for a moment. I haven't sorry. played that game for a long time. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to like throw. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> throw a spanner at you. Yeah. So, uh, so back in 2015, I would like attend a lot of game jams, trying to when I released my Pixel One, that was 2012 and yeah. 2013, and then. Like, I would attend a lot of game jams and try to come up with different game ideas, trying to, like, you know, find my next game. Uh, and I would create, like, a lot of, a lot of experimental content that I would put out there. You can go to games.sals.gd and, I guess, download all of them. Most of them are Flash, but I guess you could download them to your computer and still play them. Uh, one of them is Planet Life, and Planet Life is about planet called Life. So you're this guy living on a planet called Life, and you sleep... And then you go to work and you have to work. So how you work is like a lot of, there are a lot of people, you see this tiny house, a lot of people live in them. They're like each of them have one window and you have one of them as well. So you'd wake up and go to work and a lot of people would go to work with them and there would be a different machines. So basically you have to go to the machine that you are assigned to right now and just press space button and you, that's how you get money. Okay. And like all, all of the, uh, all of the other tiny humans do the same thing. And then you go the next level, you go to work. So after uh, you go shopping, I'm sorry. So after work, you go shopping. So you go to, to the store and you're supposed to buy things, but everything is expensive except for one thing that everybody is running through. So all the tiny peoples are now your enemies trying to get the thing that's actually cheap. And the cheap thing like shifts. So you have to run around the store and buy stuff. If you buy the 
expensive stuff, you might not enough have enough money to eat. And then like, as you were working, you were losing your stamina. So now at the end, you go back home and you have to eat. So you go and you eat to replenish your stamina. And then you see like, then is the night and you see like all the tiny humans that didn't have enough food to replenish their stamina, they die off. Huh. And the next day, the next morning come off, come up and then you like, you go to work and you press the button to get money and then you press the button to get food and then you eat them and like they're like less and less and less uh, people coming and when you're like the last one standing you get the price and the prices I think the price was to actually punch people yeah you can punch different people that's your that's your price for beating the game and being the last one standing but there's nobody to punch anymore because everybody's already dead wow uh, and it's kind of does this funny silly game but I guess it's also like a actual life you know like we just like eat and work that's what we do right and punch <laughs> yeah we don't we don't really punch people <laughs> unless that's your work i guess wow yeah that's quite a, <laughs> quite an interesting game i played um something a while ago i don't know if you've played this which really intrigued really simple game papers please papers please yes that's my uh that's my lucas pope right yeah, it was a very similar art style to McPixel yeah. Three or MacPixel Three. Yeah, that was really that was really good. Hard, really hard game, but I like that really simple concept. But yeah, it is. Lucas Pope is a magician. Also, his next game, The Return of Obradin, also the art style is amazing. Ah, okay. After I'll check that out. So it's like a imagine it's a first person adventure. Yeah, and it's a, like a three D walk around. Okay. But it's absolutely it's monochrome, so you have monochrome with like dithering. So, but it looks good. It's like it's really hard to get that effect, but he nailed it and it's perfect. Wow, nice. Um, cool. Well, that I think that kind of um, that kind of rounds it up. Unless you've got anything to ask, Harry. No, that's all good for me. Thanks, mate. Cool. Um, anything you want to tell us about, um, Soz, before we wrap up? Anything? You want to promote or uh no i guess not i mean like so yeah if you like if you like mcpixel 3 go on to steam and you can download the demo right now and tell your friends and mom about it yeah yes exactly download the demo yeah. <laughs> perfect all right well thank you very much soz that was really good a really interesting interview really enjoyed that um, thank you yeah, really appreciate that and hopefully yeah, coming on yeah thanks for coming on all right. Hey, thank you for having me. That was great. It was a lot of fun. Oh, great. Excellent. Interesting um, stuff. Very interesting. Yeah. Bravo, mate. Bravo. Good interview. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was cool. That was really good fun. Um, so that's it. That wraps it up, Harry. For our two-part Easter special and our one-year anniversary. I mean, wow. Such a fun month. One year. Um just counting down until we can hopefully get some events as i say every episode <laughs> eventually we will eventually we'll be able to announce an upcoming event that's can, can, can you announce you've got a ps5 yet or is that still leaving you i nearly got a ps5 you said yeah the I, so no, no 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 not after so after going to halfords and uh, not halfords sorry because they sell bikes Hamleys. no wonder i didn't couldn't get a ps5 <laughs> <I went to Halfords. laughs> <laughs> um, after going to Hamley's and, and narrowly missing out on a PS5 because I didn't have cash on me and they wouldn't reserve one for me, um, I then got. I'm signed up to a Telegram group. group oh yeah, so I had a message about and it was through Nintendo. So Nintendo it was, it was, sold a PS5. Nintendo, sorry, uh, <laughs> what am I talking about? Through Sony, <laughs> through Sony. So if you if you have a Sony account, yeah, I saw that, but I missed out too. They've. They, <laughs> So they've been, I think they've dropped. They've done a few drops. They um, are about, yeah. aren't they? Like Argus did one. Um, yeah. Smaller retailers did one. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe next. So one. Sony had Fingers one, crossed. and it limited obviously one per PlayStation yeah. account. Of course. And I had a PlayStation account, and I signed in, and I actually had it in my basket, and then it was just like, oh, sorry, out of stock now. It was just like, what? <laughs> it was. It was very irritating. Very sad. It feels like it's not going to happen, Harry. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Excellent. Well, this is fun as always. And um, I guess it just falls to say, what have you been playing this month? Uh, still playing Yakuza, but I, I'm yeah. levelling up. I think I've made an error. Oh, yeah? Um, so I didn't sufficiently level my character up. 
Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So I then, now I've started taking him into gladi- the gladiator fights. Right. We can do some more of. So there's in the, for people unfamiliar with the, the, the game Yakuza, there's, you, you wander around essentially a, a town that's set in Japan, but then this is underground area. You can go into this secret underground area and then you can go into a coliseum um, and essentially take part in, in fights to the death over several rounds. And then you can to do that, and then you win points, and then you can exchange those points to for prizes, right? Points for prizes, uh, and then you, but also helps get experience and it levels up your character. So I hadn't really bothered with that, but then because I'm now right near the final boss and I'm finding it really hard, yeah. I decided to level up my character more to get him really, really hard and learn more moves. Which is uh, as I experience, as I level up my experience, I'll then learn some hopefully some more critical moves for my character, which will make it a bit easier to kill the final boss. You're getting into the grind, as it's called. Yeah, into the grind because I'm reluctant. To, I'm reluctant to knock it down. It's on normal. I'm reluctant to lock. Not, I'm reluctant to knock it down to easy to defeat. See, yeah. I get that. I get the reluctance, but um, I will yeah. always speak in defence of an easy mode because if a game right. is enjoyable in its story and gameplay, you know, yeah. who cares about it easy? You're having fun. Well, I agree because I'm all about the story, and normally I would, I kind of happily do it in easy. But I because I'm on normal, just there's some kind of satisfaction I'm deriving now. From completing it on normal, I think that's very fair. You get the so, achievements. Yeah, I've done the whole rest of the game on normal, and I feel like I just need to complete <laughs> it. I need to complete it on normal mode now. That's only fair. <laughs> I think once I've leveled my character up sufficiently, um, I'm hoping that I'll be able to go back. Excellent. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, I guess all the stuff to say is, you know, find us on the socials, at Game of Disco for everything, or yeah. email us at, at Game of Disco Podcast. All the links are in the show notes. And um, yeah, let us know what you think of this episode yeah. and all the episodes and anything you think we might find interesting. Let us know. Let Hopefully us know. we'll see you again in real life one day soon. Exactly. All right. Cool. Bye. Guess that wraps it up. Bye. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening.